Are you recording? I'm recording. Yes, I am recording. I'm here. We are in this. Okay, so Dylan, how are you? I'm doing so great right now. Listen, I just want to say, you know, I've been taking lots of supplements lately and um, I've been juicing. So, you know, all of my, you know, I've got a lot of like endorphins going and, uh, you know, I'm just happy to be here, you know, bless up. (laughs) Bless up. Okay, anyways, so this is the Honesty Hour podcast, which is revamped. It's getting, it's getting a makeover because um, I just think that's really fitting. Did I ever tell you that's the name of it now? Honesty no? Hour? Yeah. I'm I'm here for it. I sister stan. Okay, well, I mean, you're here anyway. You don't have a choice, so. Um, <laughs> it's true. I'm he- held here against my will. Yes, so I figured Honesty Hour was like a good name because you can just talk about anything, and that's kind of what I want to do. I want to have a podcast where we can just talk about anything and we're not confined to like certain topics, and we can just get honest and get real and just spill all the tea. Mm. There is nothing that I love to do more than spill the tea. I know. You are just... You, you have all the tea, always. I, I'm like the Boston Harbor. That's how much tea is getting spilt. <laughs> I don't think anybody's used that analogy or comparison I'm before. sure. I'm, I would be shocked if no one else has. You are the Boston Tea Party. It was named after me. Was I'm, that your nickname in high school? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... <clears throat> something that has just been weighing so heavy on our hearts <laughs> has been all of this beauty community drama. When we said that Honesty Hour was getting a makeover, it's because all of the beauty gurus are out of jobs and now they need something to make over. So we gave them a chance. Basically. Well, so um, just real talk. I have been frustrated with the beauty community as a consumer for a very long periodically time. Like, I started watching YouTube um, in 2005. So it's been like 13 years that I have been on YouTube every day for 13 years, pretty much. Um, <clears throat> but back then it was just like funny videos and like random things. It wasn't, there was like no community of anything. And then I think in 2008 or 2009, I found beauty videos and they were really fun and like, I don't know, they were just so honest and it was just literally just girls sitting in their bedrooms talking about makeup. And I learned a lot through that and I've watched it grow since and it is a total, like, I want to say a bad word, but I can't, but it is a (laughs) blank show. Um, It is so messy but I'm here for it. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) this is, so I'm the, I am the opposite of Sam. Like I've been in the beauty community and I've been like watching random tutorials here and there, but I never really kept up with certain beauty gurus. There's never been like certain ones that I followed. I just kind of like, I would look through, I'd be like, oh, they have a tutorial for the eyeshadow palette I have. Let me add that to my watch later, <laughs> you know? So it was never like, I wasn't really invested, but then everything changed when Shane Dawson attacked. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Wait, first of all, we're like four minutes in and I didn't even introduce you. 
or myself they know who we are okay whatever it's they fine. should know they'll figure it out i'm um, boston tea party <laughs> slash dylan the youtuber <laughs> um but anyways <laughs> that's your other personality among the the several that you have there's dougie there's dylan there's who tiffany tiffany um yeah well so it's interesting though because it's like i i have been maybe too invested and not so much like in the people like i'm not like i don't idolize these people and i'm not like upset with them personally like they're not affecting my day-to-day life yeah but by reading some of the comment sections on these videos i think there are some people who are like worship these youtubers which is a little bizarre to me but i get it um but like i guess for me is i've watched so many videos that i hate when i can tell that someone's lying that like they're endorsing something because of the incentive like they went on a brand trip or they're getting sponsored or it was sent to them for free and they're going to get money for the sales going forward and all that stuff so like I've never been blind to that and it's kind of crazy to me that like all these people are suddenly so surprised that these people make thousands of dollars on videos yeah um but like I don't know what all you've been keeping up with um so like what do you you know right now what what's the latest okay so do we just want to do like a general recap like start from the beginning and then just kind of go through the timeline or yes let's do that okay so i remember it's actually really funny because i remember i was at your house when you were on bed rest and we were talking about jeffree star and this was the this was like maybe a week or two weeks before that series got that shane dawson um put out and I was there and we were both talking about him and we were both just like, yeah, I just don't really care for Jeffree Star. I'm just not like not a fan. I don't get it. Like, you know, whatever. Well, then um, Shane Dawson series comes out. We had watched the series on TanaCon. And so we were already like, OK, Shane Dawson's producing some quality content. Mm-hmm. And then we watched all of, I watched and I know you did, too. Um I watched all of the Jeffree Star series and obviously, you know, my opinion changed. I think a lot of people had an opinion change on Jeffree Star after that series. Um, And that's just a testament to who Shane Dawson is. Um, But I I literally like I went and bought his products. I did like a Jeffree Star makeup haul. I bought like a bunch of his liquid lips and I bought like his uh, what the skin frost both all are great they have great product reviews well after this then that was kind of when everybody lost their mind and it started with gabriel zamora and he posted a picture of him and his little friends it was laura lee um manny mua and nikita is that who she is she's nikita yeah i don't really know they posted a picture together basically shading jeffree star and then someone commented someone like it got backlash well then gabriel posted or tweeted like imagine standing a racist i could never Mm -hmm. that's when all the receipts came flying out like they were recovering old tweets 
from Laura Lee, from Gabriel, from Nikita. I don't even know. They found all of these old tweets that were super, like, distasteful, super racist, super, like, not appropriate, and basically dragged all of them. Then, is that, I don't even know, like... Yeah, I think that's pretty much how a lot of this, like, unfolded. Because, well, I will say, um, I heard about Jeffree Star when I was in high school. So that was, like, 10 plus years ago. Yeah, I remember him as a singer. Yeah, and he was really big on MySpace. And, like, his whole vibe was very, like, on trend for, like, where I lived and, like, in my school. Like, the whole scene, emo type thing. And then, like... I guess, like, that genre of music, like, the whole Metro Station, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of music. Dead Metro Station. (laughs) Like, those people, like, that kind of music. I don't know what genre that is. Like, the Panic at the Disco people, and, like, that was all really big. And then I never, like, loved his music, but I knew it. Like, I, you know, it was, like, on everyone's MySpace page, and... (laughs) um, That is such an old tweet. (laughs) I know. Well, and I think, like, I didn't get, I I wasn't, like, totally in for Jeffrey because, like, his whole thing back then was, like, for the shock value. He was so shocking because there was no one like him. And first of all, you know, he was a male with makeup on and, like, the hair, the pink hair and, like. And he was was very open about, like, his practices yes and so he was very um vulgar too and so like I remember um which they did talk about in that documentary thing with Shane was um those videos that he used to do with that um person who used to go by the name Cherylade I remember watching those videos and thinking they were so funny because they were so shocking like this guy would like dress up and film himself prank calling people and it, that like started a trend because i remember on youtube there were several other people who did that too and it was just so funny and i don't think that like they said anything out of hatred and being racist or trying to be offensive but it was like for the shock value like it was to be like funny and kind of like how when eminem first got big People yeah. were so, like, offended because he was so shocking. Like, you don't expect that from him. And so I think that's kind of the same thing that Jeffree Star had was, like, people just did not expect that. So people either loved him or they hated him. And I think a lot of people hated him then, too. Um, but that's kind of, like, my history with him. And so, like, when I saw that he was kind of back in the the, the spotlight with makeup – Um, I just never cared for him like and it's not that I discredit his talent or anything like that but he is very explicit which isn't really my taste Um, I don't really watch people like that and that's just personal preference like I don't watch like beauty gurus who you know and he's very open about like his sex life and stuff and like He's just, like, on a whole other level. And for me personally... Can't relate. (laughs) Yeah. For me personally, that's just not, like, my... Like, I don't know. I just don't really watch... It's not your brand. No. Um, So then when I watched Shane's little series thing, 
I had so much respect for both of them after because I think at the end of the day, like people forget that Jeffrey's a person and he deals with things. And I, I think despite all the flashy stuff, like I, I still felt he was very humble. Yeah. Um, I think that I could tell he wasn't taking himself. Right. No, I could tell that like he wasn't taking himself too seriously. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Like, there's so many people who are like, I just don't even know how to like describe it. And then when I found out, I think the main thing that kind of kicked in for me was like finding out how generous Jeffree mm-hmm. Star was and finding out that like he just openly just like gave this stuff, bought all this like thousand dollar stuff just for his friends because he could, because he wanted to, because he just wanted to be nice. Yeah. And like the fact that he's operating a completely functional company he's employing people like because of his brand and what he's doing like he's giving people jobs like I mean there's just so much more to him than what we were seeing for the last few years on YouTube so I was really like really thankful that Shane did that and you know I'm sure that there are some people who watched that and just kind of had a completely different lens and thought oh this is garbage it's fake but I think more people saw a different side to him and a more human side to him um, that was relatable and just kind of saw beyond, like, his YouTube videos. And then, um, but yeah, so, like, I think what happened was he kind of shed some light on the friendships that were no longer existing and people basically started telling on themselves. It's basically what happened. Well, he said... He predicted this would happen. Yeah. That people would try to come for him without a better way of putting it. Yeah. And that they would end up screwing themselves over. Well, and it's just kind of like like one of like the life lessons that I was always taught is that if you do the right thing and you're always doing the right thing, like you can't ever be accused of being of the wrong. Like people can say what they want. But, like, at the end of the day, like, the truth comes out. And if you are doing right by the people in your life and by, like, you know, just whatever. Like, for Jeffrey, for example, like, if he genuinely, like, did treat people well and he was good to his friends and he was faithful and they screwed him over and then tried to make him look like the bad guy, like, the truth would eventually come out. And I think it's it has. And I think it's so easy in the beginning to make somebody like Jeffree Star the bad guy. Oh, I think sure. it's so um I just think they took advantage of the fact that he's so polarizing. He's so vulgar. He's so he doesn't suck up to beauty brands at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he I, he's brutally honest, you know, and a lot of people take that and they see his brutal honesty and they think, "Oh, he's a bully." Oh, he's, he's mean, he's rude. And so it's, and so people saw that and they took advantage of that and they created this narrative and it worked for a while. I know it worked on me, you know, it, it worked for a while, but then eventually, like you said, the truth came out and yeah. yeah. And I think another thing too, and just like, I, I'm not saying that the people who are offended by like the things that he had, that had came out, like those clips of him like saying i don't know if he said the n-word or not i think he did and he called somebody the n-word yeah and then um 
him saying that he was going to like put acid on someone's face, like those things are wrong no matter what. Yeah. Um, but no at one's, the same time, yeah. like things are taken out of context so easily. And I know that like people say things carelessly or to be funny. And again, like Jeffrey in those days was all about the shock and like just being explicit and being like, like scary, I think. Yeah. Um, and so like, I don't think that his heart was ever like, I am a racist and this is how I feel about these kinds of people or this group of people. Like, I don't think, and I, I, I can't speak for him cause I don't know him, but like, I just know that they're like, that's kind of what's happening to like a lot of people who are getting called out for stuff. Like there's context. It doesn't make it right, but I don't think that that fully reveals that somebody is entirely a racist or a bigot right. or whatever. I think at the end of the day, obviously what Jeffree Star said was wrong. Mm-hmm. Obviously, no one's arguing that there's any justifying to that. But what I respect about Jeffree Star is that he owned up to it. Absolutely. And that he he owned up to what he said. He explained himself. And he didn't try to make it sound like he... Um, he didn't try to make it sound like it was a miscommunication. Or like it was right. like... He's like, no, I said it. And, you know, I, I messed up. I did something wrong. And I'm sorry. And that's ultimately, I think, what people's problem is with... Laura Lee mm-hmm. and Manny MUA right now and you know I don't even know if people are talking about Nikita because I, I, I to me she's just so irrelevant <laughs> well and I feel like she kind of just got like she's just kind of off the hook like nobody's really zooming in on her. I know that she I know that she like tweeted an apology I don't know she hasn't released a video um she hasn't done the crying thing <laughs> well honestly if she was smart she might she just needs to just just stay off like i think she saw what happened with manny and laura and so she was like "Mm, not gonna make that mistake (laughs) yeah well and i i think like the worst part about people uploading anything to youtube is that it's going to get picked apart and people are going to like save oh yeah and like once you put that out there it's there forever and so like that's what i don't understand like with laura because it seemed to me like I think she was just more upset that people were mad at her. I don't think she was sorry that, like, for what happened. I think she was just more upset that, like, oh, gosh, I look terrible right now. She wasn't sorry what, for what she said. She was sorry she got caught. Yeah, which is kind of the norm, you know. But, and, and like, I try and to some have some the, grace with these right. people because... Here's the thing. There may be stuff on my Twitter, because I've had Twitter since 2009, that's on there that, like, I don't remember saying or feeling or... I mean, I don't think I have anything on there that's, like... I think every person has said something dumb once in their life. It's a matter of when that thing gets brought up, when that thing comes to light, how are you going to respond Right. Because obviously you can't take back what you said. You can never take back anything you say. Once you put it out there, it's out there. Yeah, and it's just hard when people, like, try to put your, like, old self to your new self if you have changed. Like, I don't think it would be fair for someone to still be mad at me for something I did in high school 10 years ago. Because I'm not the same person anymore. 
So that's why, like, I do believe, like, people have changed and there are some people who know that they've said stupid things and, like, it surfaces and there's, you know, they apologize, which is the right thing to do, but I just don't think it's fair to, like, hold that over people forever unless that is still true to their character. Like, right. Unless you're validating, like, no, you are a racist because you always have been and you still are and, you know, we can prove, like, based on your social media, like, this is this is pretty regular for you. But if it was like a one thing from 10 years ago or something, I don't know. I just, I try to be uh, gracious and try to understand and try to see both sides and just have the context because I just think things get like overlooked and misread so easily. But um, anyway, back to like the, the videos, I think Gabriel's was probably like the best well oh yeah, put together that I've ever seen. Here's what I loved, and going back, here's what I loved about Gabriel Zamora's. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't even know. I Gamora. think it is. Yeah. Um, Avengers: Infinity War. Anyway, um, <laughs> Gabriel Gamora. No, I'm kidding. Um, what I loved about his video is that he did not make excuses. He right. did not try to justify what he did. He gave an explanation. He gave his reasoning, but he didn't try to say, you know, I was right or this is why there was a misunderstanding. There was a miscommunication. That was what bothered me the most about Manny MUA and Laura Lee is that Laura Lee tried to say, oh, I didn't know that what I said was wrong. I didn't know any better. Girl, how do you not know? Okay, first of all. I just want to, like, go back. She said, tip for all black people. If you pull your pants up, you can run from the police faster. This was in 2012. Ooh, that's only six years ago, girl. I mean, people were, like, don't tell me you didn't know, but how old is she? She's, like... She's got to be, like, in her 30s, early 30s, maybe. So, I mean, like, no. You knew better. You just didn't think that you would suffer the consequences for it. And you were just trying to be funny and controversial and try to, you know, have shock value. You were pulling a Jeffree Star. The problem is, is that Jeffree Star owned up to what he did, but you're not right now. Yeah. And, And again, like, I... I understand that there there was a, a point in time where making statements like that to be funny was okay. I mean, it was not right, where, but, like, where people weren't getting upset about it. It was people, more generally accepted. Yeah, and mostly because people just weren't speaking up and it was just tolerated. But now people are really trying to change, like, let's stop dividing people and isolating them and, like making really unfair racial comments like that stuff's not funny anymore um which I'm really thankful that that's happening um now because it I just think it needs to stop but well it's like she straight up used a racial slur in one of her exactly in one of her tweets she was talking about Chinese people and freaking I'm like how I don't even know. I just don't even know how you can say I didn't know any better when it's you just also though, like it's just really small minded and like I know she's from like Alabama 
Okay, that's no excuse. I'm from Tennessee. I know. I've lived in Tennessee my whole life. I literally just made the same type of statement as, like, never mind. But anyway. (laughs) No. Well, no, um, Trisha Paytas talked about that. She made a video basically dragging Laura Lee and say and basically telling her that she had no excuse. That's a great video I mean, too. <laughs> there is no excuse, but culturally though, like being someone that's not from the United States, like there is a difference in just what is tolerated based on the culture and demographic of where you live, honestly. Like right. that's true. And like here in the South, you know, anything that and and this isn't just directed like specifically towards everyone obviously but there is like a group of people who think it's okay to make comments about people who are different or um kind of singling out different ethnicities because they're different or because they don't understand like and and it's funny to them um because i've i've dealt with that like just people making really small-minded comments about me being from japan and, you know, so I see it and like, I understand that like, it, it can be kind of innocent because you only know what you're taught. And if you're yeah. not taught that that's wrong and that's not okay and you've never left your town, then I, I can understand and kind of, you know, but it doesn't make it okay. I guess there's a part of me and, and maybe I'm more harsh to Laura Lee because as a white girl that grew up in the South who grew up in a white family, who not every member of her family is um, racially tolerant, shall we say. Mm -hmm. You know, even under all those circumstances, I have never called somebody by a racial slur. Yeah. And And so it's just, yeah. Yeah, I I think what she did was wrong, like, regardless. But I just think, like, her apology was more like, I don't think she really yeah. understood the weight of what was done. I exactly. think she was just more whole, upset that she got caught. Yeah. And the whole like fake crying thing. Oh, that and was just painful. being over dramatic. I literally I just I was so done from the very start of the video. I'm like, just don't don't give me fake tears. Don't give me your fake sadness. Don't, you know, just come out. And honestly, just be just be real. You know, yeah. if you're sorry, freaking Gabriel said it. If you're sorry, you're sorry. You know, if, if you're not, you're not. It's very simple. Yeah. I mean, and his video was like 40 minutes long, I think. And I, I sat through that whole thing and it was very like, it wasn't um, like, I, I felt like he didn't waste a minute. Like he, those 40 minutes were like just used very carefully and he was very well versed and I didn't feel like he was reading a script or just you know saving face for the sake of PR like I feel like Manny was um because Manny never actually said that like he, he was sorry I feel like yeah it was like very much just beat around the bush a little bit he very much chalked it up to like, oh, it was a miscommunication. It and it was wasn't a, me. Like, it wasn't entirely like, me. He did everything he could to take the responsibility and take the accountability off of him, basically. Yeah, so that that was kind of painful to watch, too, because I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, 
I just felt like all I could see was pride. Like, even though he admitted that his pride got in the way with his friendships, like, I could still feel that watching his video that he still kind of felt like, yeah, I'm caught in this mess, but it's not really my fault. And just still trying to put blame everywhere else, which was really frustrating. And Manny has been the center of some controversy um, just really throughout his time on YouTube, like since he's gotten bigger. And a lot of people for a very long time have tried to speculate what the falling out was with him and Jeffrey because Jeffrey never said anything, but it was very obvious that they weren't friends anymore. And then um, Matt, Manny, I think, has kind of thrown shade here and there. And then that whole picture with the, the four of them um, really just, they just gave themselves away, like, completely. And, and like you said earlier, Jeffrey called it like he knew that was going to happen. And Gabriel was really the only one to be, like, really raw and honest about it because he was like, I didn't even know him. But I basically he said, like, my friends didn't like him, so I didn't like him. Which I think everyone does. Yeah. I know I do. It's by, you know, it's like just when you associate with certain people, if they all have an issue, like eventually you have an issue too because you care about those people. Right. And you only get one side of the story. So, of course, you're going to believe the three people who have all kind of said the same thing and think they're, they can't be lying, but they're also not telling the other side of it so well what was it jeffrey star said like the only one to apologize was the lamb brought up to slaughter or yeah. something like that which first of all very poetic jeffrey star on your part um and then very deep yeah i was like oh wow we we stand a poet um but then it, i mean it's true it's it's so funny he was the one that made the initial mistake but then he was the one that also took the brunt of it but the fact mm -hmm. that he took the brunt of it the fact that he took responsibility and took accountability now everybody for the most part's cool with him everybody's still mad at laura lee and manny and nikita because they're not doing their part well and i think it's also like the people who've been watching them for a long time um can kind of see like th they've just been validated like if they've ever had a doubt or kind of a suspicion about their character like this just proved it and so I think that's what's frustrating a lot of their viewers because they're like I wanted to be wrong about you like but you just proved that you don't really care about anybody but yourselves and um and then since that whole thing surfaced there's been like more drama now because more people are coming out and talking about how much money these people are actually making yeah it's become less about jeffree star and more about who's got brand deals who's got yeah um who's getting money from these companies yeah and like now that a lot of this stuff is surfacing people are starting to like scope through manny's videos and try to figure out which ones were like heavily um sponsored and like now people are going back and be like, I don't know if I trust anything anyone says because, you know, they're finding out that people weren't disclosing their sponsorships and their, um, what is it called? Their, like, payment for talking about certain products or bashing certain products. And so there's just all kinds of investigating going on. And truthfully, like, I don't care so much about that because how much money people make is none of my business. Um, 
that's between them and who's paying them. Um, yeah, I think I personally that was one thing that honestly, like I never really cared about because in my world, in my opinion, if I was in that position and somebody offered me a bunch of money to advertise a product and that's how I make my living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Like I have to I have to feed my family, my hypothetical family. Right. <laughs> well, and for me, I'm just thinking like as a consumer and as a viewer, you have to have your own discretion. And so I know that like there's some people that I know when they're sponsored and I know when they're not. And I kind of do my own little investigating to see if they're being truthful. That is really funny to me that you said that earlier where it was like people were acting so shocked like when people were getting sponsored. I'm like, it's pretty obvious. It is. And like I've learned throughout the years that like there are certain people um, that they only do sponsored videos. And then every time, you know, you can kind of tell when a product has been sent to all these people because if you ever watch like the beauty favorites each month that they do, like if one June, every single person that you're subscribed to coincidentally loves the NARS Laguna bronzer, you're going to be like, is it really that popular? Did like everyone get sent this and they're getting paid to talk about it? And I pieced that together and it wasn't about that bronzer specifically. It was just the first one that came to my head, but, um, I've seen that happen where like five or six people that I'm subscribed to all talk about the same thing in the same video. And I'm like, "Mm, that's a little weird. Um, And granted, I know there are really, you know, there's popular products out there, but it's just stuff like that that I would catch on to. And, you know, if I go and look in their description bar and see that the list of their products all have links next to them, it's kind of common sense that like those are affiliate links usually. Well, they're somebody, getting paid for every yeah. click. Especially if their name is in the or, link. <laughs> yeah, or not every click, but they get paid for, like, if you shop through those links and stuff like that. And so, it, to me, it's just, like, as a viewer, like, have your own discretion. Like, don't leave it to them to convince you, like, this is your money that you're spending. Like, you need to be the one that has the final say of where it goes. And... You know, all these people are mad at Jaclyn Hill right now because of her Morphe Vault collection that launched. And she's lied about a lot of things, which I do think the girl does have a little lying problem. Um, but I also kind of have like a conspiracy. Like, I don't think Jaclyn is the one lying most of the time. I think she's being lied to. And then she relays the information that she's being given. And then and she takes based, the fall. Yeah, they're shooting the messenger. Like, I really kind of think that's what's happening um, with Morphe. Um, but w- what confuses me is she... What is that noise? Um, the thunder just randomly started going off. Thor is you, about to, like, collide into my house. I thought your bedroom was, like, exploding. <laughs> it was. Like, the lights were going out, and I'm like, oh, my God, is this the second coming? <laughs> I think so. It's because we're talking about Jeffree Star. Oh, my um, God. Or Jaclyn Hill. Um, <laughs> the power of Jaclyn Hill. <laughs> she she knows. Um, but yeah, like, I think that that's probably what happens with Morphe. And, like, the thing that is really interesting to me is because, and this is where I'm a little skeptical now, every collaboration that she has done in the last three, four years has had problems. 
Like there is nobody else in the community that is collabing with these brands that have the amount of issues that Jacqueline has. I don't know if that's just bad luck or even when she did, because I'm not as familiar with all of this. I know a little bit, but even like with Becca, back when she did the collaboration with Becca. Mm -hmm. So I think that was her first one. So I think the pattern and and because if what you're telling me about Becca is true, which I believe you, I don't think you would lie to me. What it, what the pattern seems to be, because I know about the stuff with Morphe, is that first, you know, it, it has problems. There's an issue. There's some sort of manufacturing problems and they have to regroup or whatever. But then the product comes out and it's a hit. It's a sensation because Champagne Pop mm-hmm. with Becca was insane. It's I think it's still their number one selling highlight. Yeah. You know, it's it's incredible. Then, on top of that, you know, the Morphe Jaclyn Hill palette, there were issues with that manufacturing, whatever. It comes out, it's a hit. Yeah, I, I freaking, I'm looking at the Jaclyn Hill palette right now in my room, and I love it. It's a great palette. So I think the pattern is what they do, and this is my opinion, is that they have this product that they're going to release there's pr- there's problems with it in the manufacturing. There's problems with it and whatever. And then they come back. And then the product's a sensation. And what they do is they're building up publicity. They're building yeah. up, like, hype for it. Yeah. Because now, because I guarantee you, everybody is going to buy these this vault to see when it, come, when it does its second release. Everybody's going to buy it to see if it's crappy. But then it's going to be good because. Well, and like a lot of people are still saying that like they've there's a a good amount of people who are saying that they have crappy palettes. And I just don't know. Like I. I don't know, because like my Jaclyn Hill palette is fantastic. I have no problems with it. Um, But people are saying that there's still issues with the vault, which I think is likely. Like I, I think there are, there is a chance that there are some batches that don't come out as well as others. Um, I don't know what goes into that process, but I believe that that's possible. But you know, the whole thing like with Becca cosmetics, everything was great. Like she, and the thing is, it's so confusing though, is Jacqueline, always stresses how involved she is in this process of collaborating with these brands. Like she makes it sound like she is in the lab with a coat and gloves on (laughs) mixing these products herself. Like that's how she makes it sound is like she very well could be. I mean, she makes maybe that's why all the batches are bad. (laughs) Jacqueline's making them. Um, Jacqueline's in the kitchen. We cracked her in these up. I'm just imagining Jacqueline Hill just in the lab, like with a hairnet. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's why earrings. Everybody, like, not saying that Jacqueline Hill is, you know, no disrespect to her, but just because you can pick out some colors doesn't mean you can mix them up in a lab. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> right, but like she makes it sound like that's what she's doing when she, and that that's probably why she says it takes her three years to come out with these collaborations. <laughs> Because she's literally she's doing making it them by in herself. her kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> she's just doing it by herself. She's just in her kitchen. Honestly, I think we just cracked it. Like, <laughs> case closed. 
solved. Someone call Shane Dawson. (laughs) But, like, she makes it sound like that. And then as soon as there's, like, backlash about, like, oh, this sucked or this didn't perform the way you said it would, then she's like, oh, I just picked out the colors. I just named them. I had nothing to do with that. And it's like, girl, like, what did you really do? So what is the truth? That's what I'm saying. And... So then, like, that happened, that whole thing with Becca was, like, she released just Champagne Pop, and it was, like, a hit. Um, And then they came out with the face palette, which had Champagne Pop, another color, and then, like, some blushes that she picked out. And then I think they also came out with an eyeshadow palette, and I bought that eyeshadow palette, and I ended up returning it because when I swatched it, it was, like, chalk. Like, nothing came off the pan. I tried applying it on my eyes. There was nothing. And I returned it to Sephora. And I remember bringing that back. And the girl at the counter was like, another one. Like, they had been getting a lot of returns. And then she, like, spoke into her little mic and was like, we just got another Jaclyn Hill return. Like, it was a thing. And so I remember that happening. And then Jaclyn coming out with her little statement about how... Um, they used a different lab and just all these things. And I think like Jaclyn Hill has created such a name for herself that there's, she knows there's a demand. And I think it puts pressure on these companies that like they have to mass and overproduce because, you know, if she only makes 250,000 pallets, she knows that's going to sell out the first day, like truly. And then it puts more pressure on everybody. And so I think that's part of the problem. Um, and because of mass production and stuff like that, I'm sure the quality kind of gets overlooked because they're just trying to crank out these pallets in China. Like, yeah, totally get that side of it too. But wait, I, just, I don't understand. Are you saying that Jaclyn Hill's in China making these pallets <laughs> because we we've established that she's the one making them? Yes, that's why it takes so long. <laughs> it's just her by herself, and like in maybe a factory her mom. in China. <laughs> yes. And so, again, like, I always try to see the other side of this. Um, But she does catch herself in her own words. Like, she lies, I think, on accident. I don't know. And then, like, recently, like, this whole thing with her vault thing, like, she told people that all the bad pallets were destroyed. And then she came back in her video and said, oh, no, they weren't. They're in a different warehouse being quarantined. Like, dang, girl, what did you do? Quarantined? <laughs> like, do they have, like, what is that called? Anthrax? Do they have Ebola? <laughs> <laughs> like, is there going to be an outbreak? The Ebola vault. <laughs> if we release these pallets? <laughs> They're being quarantined. Dang, yeah. Jacqueline. That's literally what she said in her video. So I was like, okay, what the heck? Um, and you know, she was saying how they swatch good and she tests them out and she had, she brought out like this huge stack of palettes to prove that she like checks them, I guess. But like, I get that she's like, she's trying to prove her point, but I feel like she just keeps eating her words. And I just feel like at this point, the best thing to do is just say nothing and like, People are going to buy your products, okay? Like, yeah. they're no still one, getting sold. And I think it's more of a matter of reputation for her. Yeah. And, but, like, even people who don't watch her videos know who she is. Like, 
so many people know what the Jaclyn Hill palette is, but have like no idea about Jaclyn. Like, I mean, it's an amazing palette. Like everyone has this palette. Like, and again, it's like people who don't even watch her have her palette. And because of it being in Ulta and available online on Ulta and stuff like, and the price point, like there's just so many reasons. And I think that's why she did so well, I think with Morphe, but at the same time, I'm tired of hearing about Morphe. Um, I do miss like her old videos where she would just talk about makeup, like the stuff that she really loved. And what I loved about Jacqueline when I first found her a couple years ago was that she is so informative. Like she teaches you things. And I, I felt like I wasn't just watching a tutorial. Like she just gives you so much insight on how to apply things and what you can use certain products for. I mean, she worked at Mac for a long time and I think that's where that like came from. Yeah. Of her ability to teach. Um, and she was Same. really good at it. Oh yeah. You worked at Mac. Um, and so I just, there was just so many things that I loved about her. And I feel like a lot of that's gone. I know she's gone through a lot of life problems. Like she just got divorced and I know she's got some stuff going on, but, um, I do hope that she can kind of pull her head out of this. Like, I, I mean, either way she comes out on top. That's the thing. Like she's yeah, getting I mean, her money. We all know that. And also we all know that her, her products are going to do well. Like you said, you know, she's going to sell. It's, there's no, the small minority of people that aren't going to buy because of this are not going to make a dent. Because it's going to, because I guarantee you, it's going to be one of those things, like I said, where there's all this kind of controversy right beforehand and then they release it and then the people buy it and then they go on YouTube or they go on whatever. They say, oh my gosh, so good, so pigmented, blends super well. Then everyone buys it. I mean, it's it's common. It, it, I don't know. I just feel like that's just exactly what's going to happen because that's what's been happening. Yeah. But um. Well, and it's like I always wonder the credibility of people who say that products are bad because, like, I just wonder, like, what is factoring that decision? Because, for example, we both love the Anastasia Modern Renaissance Modern Renaissance palette. Yes. Okay. You know that as soon as you tap your brush into those pans, they they kick up dust. Like, but nobody yeah. ever complained. But then when Anastasia released, like, two more palettes after that did that, everyone flipped out. I was like, these are so bad, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, her eyeshadows have always done that. Like, where do, have you been? <laughs> like, do people think that a good eyeshadow constitute of the brush not picking up product i mean the bristles of the brush are literally breaking into the powder like what do you yeah think i is never liked happen? i never liked the brushes that you got with the palette they always no. they like hurt me <laughs> they <laughs> they honestly scratch your eyelids yeah i'm like getting attacked by a cat <laughs> yeah they do need to they need to work on that um but I, mean, I just wonder yeah. like because with jacqueline's i wonder if it's the same thing like is it user error? Like, are people just saying it's bad to say it's bad because they like being disappointed and wasting money? I don't know. Well, people love to be the uh, maverick. People love yeah. to be the, um, the the contrarian. Well, and at the same time, these are cheap eyeshadows from China. Like, 
where else are you going to get an eyeshadow palette with 35 colors for like 40 bucks yeah it's the deal that you're getting on those palettes is ridiculous and i mean because my jaclyn hill palette is probably just as high quality as my anastasia beverly you're getting twice the amount of product probably more than twice for less money yeah and again i just i understand that this it's still money people are spending and people are loyal and they don't want to be disappointed but like i truly don't believe that jacqueline would put something out there that she knows people are going to be upset with like why would she like what does she get out of that um so yeah that's kind of all i have to say about that well, also, I do have a respect for Jacqueline because I watched that video that she put out and she was just talking about how she likes being independent as an artist and how mm-hmm. she turned down a million dollar deal because she wanted to she didn't want to sell herself out to a brand. Yeah. And so that was one thing that kind of made me respect her because uh, if you offered me a million dollars to do essentially anything. <laughs> <laughs> Done deal. Say no more. Where do I sign? I'm like, we we're gonna pay you a million dollars to. But at the same time, for somebody who probably already has millions, maybe close to like, yeah, it might be easy to say no to that. But also, I think because she knew that if she took a sponsorship like that, she would people would just be like, "Yep, this is all she cares about is money." Because she's already doing that with Morphe. Well, I don't know if she's getting how much she makes with Morphe, but all she talks about is Morphe. And everyone knows of her involvement with them now. She's basically the face of Morphe. And if she were to sign this deal with another company, people people would see right through it. And I think obviously she had to consider that, but she could have cared more about the money. So that is commemorable. Um but I also think that would have been cool a cool opportunity for her if it was something like I think you mean commendable. Estate. Commendable, commemorable. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get- English isn't my first language. Is it really not? It is. But. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm like. I say that when I mess things up because I do this a lot. It's been a long time <laughs> since I've been in school. Leave me alone. I was an AP English student, so that's yeah. not going to fly with me. I never made it that far. You knew what I meant, though. I did. I just, you know. <sighs> You're such an eight. <laughs> I am such an eight. I'm an eight wing nine. No, okay, here's the thing, though, is if I read just eight stuff, like if we're obviously talking about the Enneagram right now, for those of you that are confused. Um, Not talking about looks. <laughs> I mean, you are like an eight and up for sure. You're an eight and up for sure. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you're definitely not a seven. Like, you're above a seven. You're at least an eight. <laughs> I'm an eight wing nine in both looks and Enneagram. <laughs> Gosh, sorry, people. Okay. Um, you know, because every time that I read anything that's Enneagram, like, if, because I'm a type eight wing nine, and eights are, I guess, are like the ones, it's literally called the challenger, and they just want to fight everybody 
from what I see, which I mean, accurate for me, but I'm not as aggressive as somebody who's just an eight. But like, if they put up that wing nine next to it, I'm like, yeah, that's my brand. Cause wing nines are like peacemakers too. So really I'm just conflicted on the inside. I don't know what's going on. You don't know who you are. I never have. I have to, I think I'm a wing, I'm a four wing five. I have to double check again, but I'm pretty sure that's, that's me. That sounds like my order at Rayford's Hot Wings. (laughs) (laughs) Can I get a four with a five, please? (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I love and hate being a four. And you know what's interesting is on Instagram yesterday, I asked people what their numbers were, and I got a lot of responses from people, and nobody that responded to me is a four. So I feel very alone in this world, which is so four. Maybe it's maybe it's the fact that Enneagram fours don't want to share who they are because this could be true. Because they're so aren't like Enneagram fours. They're like really private. Yes, and we're so, like, like I feel like for the fours, our nature is, like, we want, we don't want to be seen, but we want to be seen. It's so confusing. It's, like, you want to be you, noticed for not being noticed, or not making yourself noticeable. You're, like, the perks of being a wallflower person. Like, you want to be off in the corner and then have somebody come up to you and be, like, oh, my gosh, you're over here in this corner. Yeah, that's, oh, my God, ooh, that's me. Which is oh, basically how we met. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, not well, not necessarily. Potentially. As someone who is an Enneagram 8, I'll talk to literally anyone. I will talk to this wall if I have to. I, You know, I'm beginning to think that maybe my husband is an 8. It That could be true. I do feel like me and Chase are similar and certain ways yeah i i have a feeling that maybe i'm wrong he hasn't taken like he hasn't read anything about it or taking a taken the test so like he doesn't know what he is but like the rule is you're never supposed to tell someone what you think they are until they take the test because you don't want them to have it in their head that well sam thinks that i'm this so i'm gonna sway towards this answer like you have to to just go in it blind. So I haven't told him what I think he is. But I've been thinking all this time that he was a one. Because when I read about ones, I'm like, that sounds like him. But I haven't read much about eights. And I'm starting to think he might that might be more fitting. Because he loves to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Verbally and physically. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, me too. Don't call CPS. I mean... <laughs> Whoever you call the police. CPS. <laughs> I'm a child. Child protection <laughs> services. You're gonna <laughs> on your husband. I don't. It that does it doesn't work. No. Okay. Well, yeah. I. I mean, you're little enough to be a child. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, the enneagram kind of ruined my life in the best way possible. How did you first hear about it? Um, a college class they told me to take it and um, I did but I don't remember what I got the first time and so then I had to take it again <laughs> I t- I've taken it three times and I remember the second time I took it was like last year and I was an eight wing seven 
and then I forgot what I was again. <laughs> so oh then I had gosh. to take it again. So then I was eight, wing nine, and then I read the results, and I was like, okay, yes, this is me. This is who I am. Yeah, I think you have to, like, do it a couple times to really – and, like, you'll know. And I've listened to a ton of podcasts about it, and one thing someone else was saying was that um, – I don't know who said it, so I can't – I don't know, but I heard it. Um, he said that when you read your answer, like, whatever the test says that you are – if it makes you really mad and uncomfortable, that's how you know it's you. And I was like, okay. So like I took it and I read the description for four and I was so mad. Like it was so uncomfortable because it's like, it's like your parent telling you, like correcting you. Like that's how it felt reading it. Cause I'm like, oh my God, I do do that. Or I do feel this way. But what's been awesome about it is it's given me language for myself like it's been it's given me like a way to describe um, my feelings or just like why I behave a certain way and it's like given me also like the ability to identify it so like there's moments where like I have a four moment and I'm like in my head I'm like okay Sam you're being a four right now (laughs) (laughs) which happens like every day um so that's that's what I love about it now is like it's really helped me put words to like things and it makes you feel like less alone because you're like okay so this means that there's other people who feel like this or see things this way yeah so that's nice there was this I'm on tumblr and so um I was looking up because you can look up different things and so I looked up like eight wing nine on you know tumblr Mm -hmm. and they have like different like there's a thing called incorrect enneagram quotes and the one for eight is i would like to apologize to anyone i have not offended yet please be patient i will get to you shortly (laughs) (laughs) that needs to be your new bio because (laughs) truth yeah oh also i don't know if you knew this i don't think it's complete yet but do you know who the well i don't think it's a he's he's like a one-man band um called sleeping at last no i don't know who that is okay well he's done music before and i used to listen to it like a long time ago um but he did or he's doing an entire album of enneagram songs which kind of sounds weird but like so the way that he does this so like for each number so he writes the lyrics for like let's say for the enneagram one based on like things that enneagram one personality types people tell him the people who play the instruments and write the music are all enneagram ones so it's it's all very fitting to that personality and he does that for every single type i think he just released six so it's going to be a little bit to get to yours <laughs> but when i listened to the the song for the enneagram four i wept because that's what fours because do. of course you did <laughs> that's what fours do we cry a lot um no but it was like so beautiful because it literally like i felt like i was listening to my soul like it was just done so beautifully and he does podcast episodes like explaining each one so whenever eight comes out i'll let you know so you can listen to it but um it's i've listened to all of them 
why do I feel like Enneagram 8 is just going to be like some heavy like death metal? Like, <laughs> it's going to be like really violent music. I don't know. I'm really curious to see how that one sounds because I've listened to all of them so far and it just gives you more insight like to all those other personality types. I'll definitely listen to four and try oh to gosh. understand what I don't think you will. Like. I don't think you will. It's so crazy because like I, that song like and it's nothing like too like deep and but it's it's very like whimsical and emotional and it just like wow this is like how I think my soul sounds <laughs> it's beautiful and like the other ones are really good too but you know can't relate to all of it but it's just really cool like what a brilliant idea and I feel like it needs more attention like more people who I like that though. that's really cool the Enneagram need to know about this and like I just love that like everyone who played an instrument or had a part in each song um had to be that personality type themselves so I just thought that was like so so cool um was there anything else we needed to talk about about the beauty community kind of straight off there a bit um yeah we definitely crossed if you want to hear a more podcast stuff about the Enneagram we can do that um no I think I'm pretty much good um as far as like the beauty community because we covered like Manny MUA we covered the Jeffree Star documentary we covered Jaclyn Hill so I think that's kind of that's yeah. all I care about really well I think I'm gonna want to do a follow-up on this because tomorrow morning a makeup geeks video comes out like her part two she did I don't know if I told you about this I don't do you know who makeup geek is yeah I saw that okay so she did that first video and kind of talking about just her truth in the beauty community and then she got a lot of backlash from Jacqueline indirectly of course because Jacqueline was trying to say that like these emails didn't exist and it like basically making it sound like it's not as bad as it was and then she tried to say that Marlene Marlena's claim or no it wasn't Marlena it was someone else's claim um that beauty gurus get paid or can get paid for negative reviews Jacqueline was trying to say that that didn't exist which apparently it does if you don't follow kevin bennett james on instagram you need to and on twitter because he is um he's not an influencer he's an actual makeup artist that has been in the game for a very long time and he's very opinionated about influencers and he just always spills the tea and it's always like is really he in type eight too because same <laughs> probably um, but he's always very like thorough and he's, oh wait, I think I had his name backwards. It's Kevin James Bennett. Um, but he just, I mean, he knows what he's doing and I like him. So, um, anyways, there's just been some backlash against him and the things that he has said. And like Marlena is supposed to come out with a video tomorrow morning addressing some more things. So I'm so excited. I just love I just love what what's happening right now. I just feel like all the truth is coming out. I just feel like it's that scene from Mean Girls where the burn book where the burn book gets like strewn about the hallway and now That's exactly what's their happening. Mind. Oh my goodness. That is literally what's happening right now. Everybody is just like, here's the receipts, here's the emails, like what's next? Like I know I shouldn't thrive on other people's like drama and problems, but I think 
my last statement, my, my ending statement about this is I think this is going to help reshape the community because it's going to separate, it's going to weed these people out. And I think the, the community is still fine. Like it's not falling apart. It's not going anywhere. There's still a lot of really good, honest content creators out there. As long as YouTube exists and as long as makeup exists, there will be a community. Absolutely. So like I just think these these bad bad people, bad apples or whatever you want to call them, they will um, they'll basically remove themselves. Like so. Okay, well, I guess we'll wrap this up. I'm so glad we got our microphones to work. Thank God. I know, that was He's a 40-minute only... process. Was that really 40 minutes? 40 minutes of trying to get our mics to work. Jesus, help. All right, well, he thank God help. we did it. He yes. took the wheel on this one. So we plan on doing, um, like, seasons, right? Is that what we agreed on? Yes. Okay. So we'll probably follow up on this beauty stuff one more time, and then we are going to get into our true crime series. Yes. It's going to be so legit, and um, I don't have any social media or anything set up for us yet, so good luck trying to contact us if you have questions. (laughs) (laughs) We're off the grid. (laughs) We've actually strategically placed clues throughout this podcast to find out where we are. It's just not in the budget to get an email. (laughs) we're really low budget right now if if you start to sponsor us then maybe we'll afford to get an email i love HelloFresh and audible and i would really love brooklyn it's Um, expensive i don't even know what i would sponsor can i sponsor can can robert downey jr sponsor me okay we have to go Iron Man doesn't want you. <laughs> hey, that's hurtful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Take it back. Yeah, um, Marvel, can you hook us up? Even though we have no- this podcast has nothing to do with your brand, but it can though. It can. We'll um, we'll do an Iron Man series. Yes. No? Yes. One thousand percent. We're right. You already dresses said it. Up is Robert Downey Jr., but you can't see her, so. <laughs> We're just going to do a whole podcast episode on our DJ quotes. Please. And then Please. we have to, and then the other person has to name the movie it's from. <laughs> that could be a really fun game. It's RDJ Day. Okay. Every day is RDJ Day on. in my house. Okay. Well, put it on the calendar. We'll get with my producer and we'll um we'll schedule it. Chase? <laughs> Actually the dog. Because I don't have to Next. pay him. It's God. not in the budget to have a producer. I just like to what's, say that I have one. What's Max Enneagram? Uh, he's definitely... Oh, man. He's not a peacemaker, that's for sure. <laughs> well, he could be. He's not a challenger. He's not really a helper. He's not an individualist. He could Are be an sure investigator. Are you sure he's not a challenger? Because he has blatantly pooped in the floor so that I can clean it up. And that seems pretty challenging to me. True. Okay. Well, let's just say he's an eight. We'll go with that. That <laughs> it could explain a lot. Okay. 
All right. Well, thank you, people, for listening to our first episode of Honesty Hour. I hope it was really honest. (laughs) We hope that the tea that you just received from this was really strong. Yes. Do your own research. Watch these YouTube videos. Get educated. Wear your (laughs) seatbelt. Drink water. Okay. Stay hydrated. Love yous. (laughs) 